Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Black Callous Podcast. I'm Kyle. Chris. And you already know, today we're going to be talking about options. Options is a type of financial derivative that you could trade in the market. A lot of people like talking about stocks, this, that, and the third, but options is a great way to increase profitability. But before we get into that, in segment one of the podcast, you know, we always like to focus on business news, what's happening in the world. Because realistically, we love stock trading, but to trade stocks, you got to know what's happening in the world. What is going on in the economy? What are people on Wall Street and what are these guys talking about? So two topics we got today is Robinhood. They just increased their valuation and TikTok is now paying creators. So first topic, Robinhood is increasing their valuation to $11.2 billion. How you feel about that, bro? It makes sense. I mean, with the pandemic, a lot of people staying home, a lot of people watching videos like this one. Mm. There's a uh, higher interest for trading or mm. even just buying stock in general or just staying up to date on what's going on in the world. So their valuation increasing is a direct product of more people coming into the into the space. Uh, it makes sense that they increase their valuation. I think E-Trade, Charles Schwab's, all these other trading apps that have now allowed for free trading, like no fees, basically, mm. it's really opened up the game to especially our generation and uh, – I'm curious to see where, where Robinhood goes from here. The one thing that I like about Robinhood is, like, that Robinhood understood, one, was the fact that going into trading before brokerage firms were having crazy commissions that you have to pay per trade if you're doing trades, right? So Robinhood was like, hey, hey, we're not doing these commissions no more. Get that out of the way. But the reason I really, really love Robinhood is the educational aspect mm. because so many people would trade if they knew how to. Mm. But for so long, it was just like... Wall was like, yo, if you know, you know, kind of situation. If you don't know, don't even worry about it. Yep, You're good. Definitely. But now, Robinhood has changed the game to say, like, no, everybody needs to know how to do this because people are really amassing wealth at a, at a rate that's ridiculous, and the average person doesn't know how to trade stocks. So it's like, now we're going to teach people, not, on, not only are we going to mm. take away your commissions because you're really taxing for commissions, but we're also going to teach people how to do that. And I really, when I saw Robinhood, like, even when you go to, like, an options, and it'll show you, like, oh, if the stock is, they have, like, that little chart thing, like, yep, trade yep. certain, like, options, it'll show you, like, this how much profit you'll make if it goes here, if it goes here, if it goes here. Mm. That's something that no other brokerage firm was doing at a very accessible rate without you having to pay an advisor to do. That's crazy. Yeah, no, I've used a variety of trading platforms. I think I started with TD Ameritrade. Mm. I've touched E-Trade, Webull. Robinhood definitely has, like, the most friendly, user-friendly mm. interface. It's definitely easy to read. For anyone trying to get into trading, like we've talked in past videos, Robinhood is definitely the first go-to to just sure. put your foot in the water. But, yeah, with respect to, like, those graphs that they have, it's even so descriptive or so clear to read for mm. anyone who's trying to check it out. It's like the bar has the red in the bottom, green up top. They'll say the most you can lose is $20. Yeah, that's that's fire, too, the fact that it shows you your minimum loss. Like, who's competing with that right now? Mm -hmm. Nobody, bro. Especially not... So, like, E-Trade, for example, they're a really top top brokerage firm that people use. But the problem with these other apps, when you go into them, there's you're overwhelmed with information. You have all these trading charts, like candles. like but no explanation. No explanation whatsoever. And then the data that they give you, although it's very helpful, mm -hmm. like especially an experienced investor, the way Robinhood has simplified it, it's, I'm not surprised at all that they've boosted their valuation to 11.2. And look, at even like you're talking about other pla brokerage platforms, they said Robinhood by far had the most brokerage accounts opens, which makes sense because like a lot of people, first social media was probably very beneficial for Robinhood also because mm. most people were saying like, oh, simple, just open Robinhood, you're good, you're good, right? And also as soon as the stock market was going down, 
every investor knew like yo we're about to make a lot of money right now because mm. as soon as everything started going down everything went back up literally a month later and people are seeing like 38k returns like people who just Dude. invested for the first time like just ridiculous returns which to be honest like even though a lot of people are seeing that under normal market conditions the average person is not going to see that unless you're fully locked in the stocks you're doing this every day like at that time you could have probably invested in anything and it would have had a decent return because the stock market was so down that so much cash got pushed into the economy that it went so high. But um, another thing Robin was doing, I don't know if you heard about the Robin Hood debit card. Oh, yeah. I, I've heard a little bit about it, but not Bro, too much. So let's say you get into trading and you're doing all right. Like, let's say you made $200 today. That's, mm. that's, that's pretty good, for, especially for a new investor. Now you can have a Robinhood debit card. That money's instantly available for you to just use, swipe. You want to go get dinner with you and your girl, for example. Facts. You made $200 today off of you using your knowledge. You reading something in the news and you're like, let me make a trade. Now mm. you have extra funds available mm. at the ready just because you made a trade. Something so similar like that could translate into so many other parts of your life that it's just, I haven't seen any other trading platforms do that. So I really like the debit card idea. In in terms of like, it's just, it makes so much sense. I wouldn't be surprised if like Robert in the future, they start to like bring on like a more educational like course aspect or something like that because I feel like just the way that the platform is set up right now is like they're heavy focus on education because they know that their main audience is retail investors like very new retail investors so people who are coming in with less than a thousand dollars but they're interested in knowing what's going on so Robin has like oh, we're going to fully optimize our platform so if they were to transition into more of like an educational aspect like listen we're going to have Robin Hood like they have Robin Hood Snacks which is their newsletter yeah. I tell everybody to sign up for it if you have the opportunity to it's a great newsletter that's going to give you a great financial overview about certain things, but it's just a great picture. And if they had like instructors come in, like, oh, we're going to do a course today specifically on this kind of option or that, I think it'd be a good move for Robinhood. Nah, definitely. Speaking of money, TikTok's paying creators now. Oh, man, yeah. Well, so basically, if you have, I think there's some minimum requirements for it, like maybe 10K views, mm -hmm. I mean, 10K followers, something else. But per 1,000 views, you can make two to three cents on the dollar. Which kind of sounds like a lot for little, a lot of views to have for so little. But then you think of these like top TikTok stars like yeah. Addison Ray or like Dixie, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Who definitely they perform, top. They definitely all. They're probably top five. Yeah, for they sure. <laughs> they do the quick wop dance and then they pocket a quick two thousand dollars for essentially a ten second video. So obviously this is the top of the mm. top of TikTok, but like. Puts it in perspective, though. It definitely puts it in perspective what TikTok is doing. The the doors are opening with mm -hmm. giving, essentially paying back the creators, the people who make and build and keep the app running, and allowing them to make money as a result. I like it, but one thing I feel like is going to hurt Robinhood is the average person. Not Robinhood, TikTok, but TikTok. TikTok, yeah. yo, TikTok my fault. One thing that's going to hurt TikTok is the fact that um, most people are going to compare the CPM to like YouTube. Because they're going to say, if I'm creating videos, why would I only want two cents if YouTube is paying, like, I think the average CPM on YouTube might be 4 to $8 or something like that. Mm. For average CPM for YouTube. Why would I get the cents? But, I remember we spoke, we were speaking earlier before we came on this, you said it's 10 seconds. You don't got to edit a video. You don't got to do half the stuff you got to do for YouTube. It's 10 seconds. And on top of that, like, I'm not going to say everybody makes TikToks, but there's mm. a vast amount of people who are just making TikToks for no reason versus mm. compared to the number of people who are making YouTube, YouTube videos. So like sure. obviously there's a large amount of people who make YouTube videos. But like the ease to just post a TikTok video, maybe it blows up, maybe it doesn't. Which also like comments 
on the algorithm they have, like essentially anyone can blow up at any time. That's a fact. The it allows so much more of a easier way to to reach those dollars or hit those CPM targets you may have that YouTube doesn't provide for its creators. So therefore, the fact that you have basically like inorg I'm not gonna say inorganic, but like easier growth basically. Easy, YouTube, is, easier growth. YouTube will push it, but they're not gonna push it at a way that TikTok is going to push it. Exactly. So the fact that you can amass 500K on TikTok as opposed to trying to get 500K subscribers on YouTube mm. is substantially easier on TikTok. So therefore, they're not. it's like risk and reward if you really want to get into definitely. it. It's really lower risk, lower reward because mm. you can grow faster. In addition to ah, like the amount of like time that, like you that. need to even make a video. So YouTube video, you got to record it. Mm. You got to know what you want to do before you even record it. Then once you do, edit it, mm. put it up to YouTube, and then you're waiting days on end for, for views to start generating unless you already have, like, a subscriber base. Versus TikTok, you get, this could be your first video. You get a million a day. You can catch a million views for no reason. And then a million, mm. you can do the math yourself, but at two to three cents per thousand, like, you're making a couple dollars for no, literally you sending and the... And a probably, like, 200 off of that. In, in the comfort of your home doing the WAP. Imagine <laughs> so. making two to three hundred dollars in a second. Just like off of like, yo, today I'm just going to take out my phone. Just going to record something. That's how I'm feeling today. I'm just feeling like I want to record this video. It gets a million views. You get $300. There's jobs that don't even pay $300 a day. No, you, made it in, you made it in literally, you had a concept. Your concept blew up in a way that no other platform, correct, actually, does not offer you where you can literally reach people who you don't know. So that's actually Which tough. brings up uh, another question. Like, do you think we'll see other platforms going into this type of uh, space of funding their creators in a more in a way that better incentivizes them to to create videos or like so like instagram or facebook mm. like obviously there's a lot of people who post on those platforms but it's purely for the social aspect versus tiktok where it was just social now it's also allowing the creators to make, get some money back do you you see that as an option for other platforms the thing is i feel like Based on like the principle of what the platforms meant, I wouldn't have ever seen a Facebook or a or a Instagram mm. paying their creators. But at this point, is most if other social media platforms are going to be paying their creators. They're going to substantially lose out because now people are incentivized to create the best content they possibly can. So there's no reason for me to post on Instagram. There's no reason for me to do other, all this other stuff. I'm going to spend most of my time on TikTok, most of my like energy towards TikTok. If I'm an Instagram creator and I'm posting videos that's getting a million views, that a million views is worth something on TikTok. It's worth zero on Instagram. Mm. So yes, I might still post my little pictures of me going on a vacation. I might post my pictures of me taking a little trip, but I'm not going to care to say, oh, I'm going to think of an idea to post on Instagram. No, I'm going to think of my idea for TikTok. It might reach Instagram, but that's not my main goal because I don't care. Instagram's not doing anything for me. It's all about value, everything in business. So Yeah, no, nah, TikTok's really finesse too because even there'll, mm. there'll be a bunch of TikTok videos on Instagram. That's just... That's directly copied and pasted and posted on IG. I mean, hey, so. we about to start doing that too. So look at Black Catalyst TikTok. We about to start doing some stuff over there. So like the funneling of advertisements to from one platform to another, TikTok's definitely finesse space. Nah, for sure, and and with speed too. Is I feel like, I mean, I don't know. I know TikTok was like previously another company I don't know too much about, but it became TikTok, and then it's like as soon as it started, it's like TikTok for business. Like, if you have a company, you can advertise on TikTok and all this other stuff. You get paid now for the creators. My one thing, though, that I would criticize TikTok is about, I don't know where they're going to, how they're going to make so much money. Because data. It's got to be data. It's got to be 
straight has, selling, that's what I'm thinking, selling it can't your be data. Ads. Cause we already know about like the concerns about like TikTok collecting people's data. Like it has to. They got to be straight selling that to other agencies, other com- companies that are interested in like what their consumers are, like who who they're selling to, and like as that data becomes more valuable, I even see TikTok paying more for that data. Cause mm-hmm. we already know TikTok's using our data. Like when you scroll and you see a video that you like, and the next video you like, that's a direct result of, of what you like. Of them like better collecting like who you are and like what your your interests are. So although now it's only two to three cents, like we might even see that continue to raise as like TikTok becomes better and they're optimizing their platform. But my that but I was really that's why I was really wondering the main time. I'm like nobody like if they're going like straight on like ads, nobody wants their feed to be like every three scrolls is an ad or every two scrolls is an ad because that's going to saturate the platform really fast and people are going to say like, yo, I don't even want to watch this. Even like creators who get like a lot of brand deals, people are starting to say like, yo, this page is worn out. Mm. Like you used to be nice, but every video is an ad because like nobody wants to see ads all the time. People want to see content genuinely interact with people. So like if you're on the platform and you're saying, oh, I like this person, I like this person, ad, oh my God. I like this person, I like this person, ad, oh my God. You're going to get tight. Yeah. But I just want to know, like, how much data do, like, do you think they could really get? Well, so this reminds me of the, some app called HQ. Where, have you ever heard of that? It was like an app where you, it was like a game show app mm-hmm. where you answer questions. It'd be like a million people on. You answer mm-hmm. questions, and whoever gets the most questions, right, like wins like a fat prize. Like maybe it's like 100000 Okay. And an app like that, it brings the question, where are they getting this money? Just because sure. someone's like, how you get paid, just because like, someone's answering questions doesn't mean you suddenly have like a fund to like pay them. Mm. But it works because many people are coming online trying to win this prize, and as a result, their data is being collected. So then mm. they have re- their own source of revenue coming straight from the data they collect from you, mm. and as a result, they're able to give off this prize, but also continue to sell off your data because you want to win that money too. So. When I think about mm. TikTok, it's like, yeah, there's no obvious way that they're making money. The only thing I can think of is, like, you're using this app. They're 100% collecting your data. That's why, like, questions of them being banned has even, like, been brought, brought up. up. Right, right, right. But, like, this is definitely the only way they're, they're like, generating revenue. That is, I feel like it's, it's going to be hard to sustain, though, over time. You think? I don't I know. Like data this, is very valuable these days. But... The more people that become like educated on on data, I feel like the government is gonna step in, which is something we always been talking about on this podcast. Is like, yo, is the government have too much power? But I feel like the government is gonna do what the government likes to do and say, hey, you can't do that no more. But check this out. So with the whole TikTok deal with Trump, he's been saying like, not only does TikTok have to come to the U.S. Mm. and like the sale has to be done to a U.S. company, mm. we want a percentage of the money. No way. Yo, sorry, God. He was, yeah, like, in a, some press conference. I didn't con- even read that. In some press conference, he was like, yeah, on top of, like, the sell being made, we want a percentage of that paid to the U.S. government. So he's essentially saying he wants to take a, a cut in order to, like, backtrack a little bit. He's essentially saying on another level, for the data that is being collected, and this is obviously my opinion, mm-hmm. but that's how I interpret it. For the data that's being collected, we're not going to have that over shores. We'll bring it to the U.S., mm-hmm. but if we're going to do that, we're going to take a cut. So, we're getting to some big stuff here. So right they're now. getting so, okay, okay, okay. Hold on, I, I gotta understand this, guys. So mm-hmm. basically, what like what we're interpreting or you interpret, I want to understand is that Trump is gonna collect money from the data, but that's when the data is sold. They're gonna get part of the revenue from that. 
Because technically, how would they make the money if they sell it yet? That's though? too direct, but yes. It's, okay, okay. Trump is going to get money off of the sell of TikTok. Oh, TikTok okay, okay, makes okay, okay, money okay, okay, off okay. of data. Oh, I got you, I got you. Inversely, or conversely, mm. they make Trump is going to make money off the data sold on TikTok. Okay, so technically the U.S. government... Yes, yes, yes. So, so U.S. government is going to make money. Yeah, not Trump directly or his, like, subsidiaries. Like, so the U.S. government, right, is going to make money off of the sale of TikTok. Not tr- That's what I'm saying, but, Joe, Trump be really working, though. Because if you think about it, like, listen, I ain't going to say anything, like, in terms of support against the guy, but I'm saying, like, in terms of, like, a business move, it's, like, that's actually lethal in terms of it's a ch- uh, Chinese company that's selling to the U.S., but the U.S. government needs a piece of that bread. Like, what's up? Like, whoa, this is, yo, whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you you making money company? off of our off consumers? Nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our nah, people? Come on. We need that because our, our people really need the bread. And think of it from, like, a political standpoint. I kind of understand it because, like, if you have a government and you want to protect your people, people are making money off your people. It's like, yo, you're making money off our people, but our people still need what they need. So mm-hmm. we're going to tax you so we can give the services that our people need. So I mean, I respect the move, though. That's tough. And then just to hit on that last one, you said, like, eventually people are going to catch on and be like, yo, mm-hmm. or, like, the government step in. Outside of that, so right now it's two to three cents. Mm-hmm. But as people become more, like, prone to the idea of, wait, is this worth it? Like, is mm-hmm. is what the, the data collecting their work... Is that worth the money we're being paid? Which mm. two to three cents per thousand views doesn't sound like it. And mm. even once you bring up that question, once that becomes mm. like a, uh, in the head of everyone, goes right up. It, it make oh. if it's if it's that much more valuable, and it's that much more at risk, mm. then as a result, we're gonna make like they'll take care of the the in between that if that makes sense. And I feel like once that happens, TikTok is probably gonna turn back around. Because TikTok really has probably the most leverage in the situation, granted Absolutely. everything. So TikTok is going to be like, listen, the people using this app are the people that you need. Because kids right now, they're going to become adults. They're going to be the people that are actually buying stuff. So you want to start imprinting now your brand in their head. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you really want this app and you really want to do as much advertising you said you want to do, whatever we were saying we're going to do for you before, we need more. Because realistically, we want to create this as a, a platform that the most people could benefit. The advertiser could benefit. TikTok could benefit, the consumer could benefit. So it's like, whatever we were telling you before, I feel it's $10 to reach X amount of people, it's now 25 because we want to mm-hmm. be able to raise the price, maybe the 25 cents, 50 cents, maybe even a dollar for whatever, whatever. I, I respect it though. And throughout history, like our data has always come out of cost for like anything. So like maybe mm-hmm. like during the Patriot Act, after like the 9-11 attacks, like mm-hmm. we, were, we gave up our data a little bit for protection, for safety. Mm. When Facebook and Instagram, like, you say, oh, you talk about there's a new pair of shoes and then it comes up on your feed, mm. that comes out of the cost of convenience. So, like, yeah, they're listening, but now I have better access to those shoes I actually wanted. That's true. All these things come to cost. And now I think we might be moving to a space where that has become so valuable and the consumers are becoming so, like, privy to what's going on. Like, mm. they're actually going to get a check of what's going on. True, and just to touch on that point too that you said about data becoming super important. I remember I was watching a video. I think might have been Gary Vee. Don't remember, but pretty sure it was Gary Vee. It was like, I don't understand why most people like. I get why you wouldn't want your data out there, but it's more beneficial for you because even you said like they're gonna show you the shoes that you want because they're gonna optimize what you see to yourself, which to mm-hmm. me is beneficial. Because then I don't have to go through the whole process of me trying to search the internet just to find a shirt that I like. Mm. They would already know. Yeah, you mean you bought this shirt, you bought this shirt, you like this video, you watch this video, you watch this, and that. We think that you'll like this. So it was like, I win, 
the seller wins, everybody wins. Mm-hmm. What's the issue? But and I, nah, I, yeah, I get, the, it might get crazy though at a certain point, so I'm not gonna say that. Yeah, there's the late. doomsday scenarios when like the dad's used to like against you and things mm-hmm. of that nature, and like anyone could like envision those scenarios, and it mm-hmm. kind of it makes sense to some degree. But as of now and up to this day, it's been like helpful. It's all like consumer based, so like mm-hmm. I don't really like give those point of views the time of day, even though it's it's. To some degree, valid because it's it's all based on principle. yeah. But I feel like that's how most people think about everything. Like most people are it's just like, quick to take the pessimistic view, yeah. and it makes sense as opposed to see how something could be beneficial. But I think we're gonna wrap it up right now, bro. Wrap up the first segment. Yeah, now nah, we definitely covered all the important points of but, uh, business podcasts. Yeah, nah, business for section. sure. Like in the business segment, you know, today Robin Hood. Shout out to Robin Hood TikTok today. It was lit. Next segment, we get into options. This is for our traders out there. We promise we will touch on other stuff besides the stock market. We just love it so much. So stay tuned for segment two and we got you. Basically, don't get your funny up. Get your money up. We're going into options, right? right? We're going to explain what they are, why they're so popular. Get into even more specifics, calls versus puts, and uh, why if you don't know about options, you should. Like, the thing about options is, like, it's kind of complicated to explain, but Basically, why they're so popular is because you could make a lot more money trading them than as trading an actual stock. And we could try to explain honestly what an actual options contract is, and we'll probably give like a basic textbook answer. So in terms of like what it really is on face value, is you're buying an options contract. You're not actually buying the stock. You're buying a contract to buy the stock at a specific price, which seems like confusing. It seems very confusing, honestly, but it's really not that confusing once you understand the basic principles. So example, like a call. Like, Against, like, what a call yeah, is. so like a call. Put in like the most simplest terms. I can give you an example. Like, let's say you want to buy a pair of sneakers. They cost like a hundred dollars right mm. now, right? And instead of buying the actual pair of sneakers, you could buy an option contract. And and don't get thrown off by that term. Basically, the option to the rights to sneakers. All mm. that basically means is like, without actually owning the sneakers, you have the ability to say, and in the example of a call, you have the ability to say. I think these shoes are going to continue to raise in price. So they cost 100 now. Maybe in like a couple weeks, maybe these are like vintage sneakers. There's only like 12 on the market. Mm. Basically, if you felt those sneakers are going to get up to like 200 one day, you would buy the option contract, which is the right to the sneaker. And without you even owning the sneakers, you would make money off of it going up. Mm. So I'm going to bring back to the real world. For a stock like, Let's say Apple. You're like, oh, Apple's about to drop that new iPhone. Mm. I think their stock's going to go up. You're like, instead of buying actual Apple stock, I just want the option to buy it, which is an option contract. And Mm. if they do go up, you make money off of it going up because that contract you bought initially is now worth more. For sure. And like just to hop on that example too, for example, like if shoes are selling right now, you say it's selling like at 160, right? You could, and you assume, and you think that the shoes might go for like three hundred, right? You could buy an option contract for two hundred. So at that point, it's like you're buying at a decent price, and then once the shoes, like the price of the shoes, starts to like increase, you could sell it before it's two hundred, because most people are gonna start to see that that contract you have is very valuable. So they're gonna say like, oh, the price is going up. I also think it's gonna hit three hundred, and this person has a contract to buy it at two. Cause if the person buys the shoes at two, and hits three. And they sell it because basically, I have to go back. So basically, right, the contract is allowing them to buy it at two, but you think it's going to hit three. So if you have that contract, the person could technically make $100 if it hits three because they have the ability to buy the shoes at 200 So they're going to say, oh, I want that contract. 
So they're going to buy it off of you. And that's why the time value of options is so important. Because if it hasn't hit 200 yet, people are always probably going to hit that price, which is going to make it very valuable to me. They're going to want that contract off of you. So they're going to try to buy it from you. Exactly. I mean, like, the whole point of trading, not even the point, obviously investing, like, make some money. But, like, the whole idea of trading, it's all based off of expectations. Like, what's going to sure. happen in the future? Because sure. they, they say no one can predict the future. And you can't. But if you could be correct on your prediction then you get paid for that prediction. So, like, for my basketball fans out there, like, maybe you thought the Lakers were going to beat the Trailblazers. If these were stocks, and there's even people who like sports bet, but if these are stocks, if you were correct in saying, I think this is going to happen, mm-hmm. you're getting paid for making a correct prediction before it happened. And mm-hmm. so in the case of the sneakers, you thought they were going to go up, and they did, you get paid. Mm-hmm. Apple, you thought it was going to go up, and it did, you get paid. And this goes into many different categories. Even, like, Let's say, like, Nike or whatever. You got Nike stock. And, like, some news just came out about, like, Nike using sweatshops in China. Like, some <laughs> bad press. Like, For sure. something bad related to the stock. You could even buy a put. So, I don't think it's going to go up now. I think it's going to go down. Mm. You could capitalize off of you being right on that decision. Once that news comes out, people are like, oh, like, Nike. Like, let me, let me pull my investment away from Nike. Like, I don't want anything to do with a company that deals with sweatshops. Because you were right in that decision, the stock goes down and you make money as well. It's all like a game of expectations, and you essentially get paid for being correct on your prediction. And I like that example in terms of like expectations because it's so true. Like if you break it down like simple, like if you expect the stock is gonna go up, you buy a call. You expect the stock is gonna go down, you buy a put. That's really making a more complicated situation simple. But it's just basically all reality. If I think Apple's going to go up, I'm going to buy a call for it. If I think Apple's going to go down, I'm going to buy a put. Because that's just how the instruments work. Mm, and, like, options at the end of the day, and once again, we are simplifying to, like, mm. a, like a, a... A very big, complex situ- topic. But at the end of the day, it's calls and puts, up and down. There are a bunch of advanced strategies that, like, if you stick with us, we'll, like, we'll go into in later videos. Sure, but, sure. like, at the end of the day, it's up and down. And if you're able to just stay informed up to date and once you like start building your investment acumen you'll be able to say like oh this is happening like i think that stock's probably gonna go down Mm -hmm. and then because you had that opinion because you had this expectation that either met or didn't meet what the market thought you could make a few dollars off it so options at the end of the day is like calls and puts up and down and it's really not as complicated as like it seems at first hand which is why we wanted to get into it today, just to kind of demystify and decomplex, like essentially simplify this like thing that's not really that hard, but you can profit off of. And you, you just touched on a great point too, in terms of like information and building your acumen. Like you gotta, like we've always been saying the whole time, you gotta make sure that you're consuming the information that is valuable for what you want to do. If you really want to get into stocks, you can't just assume and say like oh i'm just feeling this way today you got to really understand what's the market doing because it's a investment theory that the market price like the people say the stock market is efficient so the market price is going to rep is going to represent all the information efficient out there. market hypothesis yeah exactly efficient market hypothesis paper the market is going to exactly show what all the information out there is going is, is showing mm. so if you're reading everything you're consuming all the information that's publicly available mm. you should be able to efficiently capitalize on the market based mm. on that on that idea of the official market hypothesis now I, I i didn't even think about that theory in that way so like yeah there is all this publicly available information mm. and essentially a stock 
a stock price should reflect all that information, mm. but it has like it needs time to reflect that. So mm. Apple's at fifty. Obviously, it's not. It's way higher than that. But Apple's at fifty, and you're you've been staying up to date on their iPhone releases mm. more so than the average person, more so than seventy year old institutional investor who, for sure. who yeah he might have bought an iPhone for his <laughs> daughter, but he doesn't really know yeah, what's going on. There's like so many opportunities for you to like capitalize on those things. Even the case of like TikTok and Snapchat, which is very popular to like the younger audience, like when TikTok does well, so like they we talked about the creator fund mm. earlier today, Snapchat doesn't do as well. Mm. Or like when Snapchat does well, vice versa. There's so many like different relationships between like companies where if one does this and the other does that and like as you continue to like trade, like you'll know you'll essentially be ready for those things. So even you could get a headline that says the stock market is down. You, you might not even have a clue what that means. But mm-hmm. automatically, you can know to get a, a call option on gold. Because when the market goes down, gold typically goes up. It's like simple stuff like that that it might sound complicated right now. But the point I'm trying to make is that there's like patterns that occur as a result of certain things happening. And like For if sure. you're just there before it happens or as it happens, you can make a couple dollars. And just even to touch on that gold topic, I know it's not the business news section, but I remember Warren Buffett literally just bet against the whole stock market by just having the idea of saying, like, I feel like people don't really understand. Like, if you're receiving a stimulus, it's really nice for you. But the market implications of a stimulus Mm. is literally destructive. Because for a stimulus, they, they pump trillions of dollars into the market. So, yes, right now the stocks are going to go up because they just pump so much money in there. But once people start to understand the dollar is going to get devalued and eventually the stock market is going to represent that all this money got pushed in, you're going to need an alternative investment for that. So even though we're talking about options, I feel like this is a good time to touch on the fact that gold is a great hedge. Mm. So if you feel like inflation is about to kick ass, for lack of a better term, gold is a perfect investment to hedge that situation it's like as people become less confident in like the money supply or like the u.s dollar then they go back to like older forms of way to to maintain or store currency which is gold it's like simple stuff like that that we all even know but like Mm -hmm. you probably in the past haven't been capitalizing on but like even like to get back to like the options in terms of like the benefits like we i thought we did a good job of explaining like you're gonna make you can make more money trading an option, but you gotta put in more work because the same in any situation, if there's any investment opportunity where you can make more money, you can lose more money. Cause just how risk and reward works. If you if it's the possibility for you to make more, it's the possibility for you to lose more. And options you can make more money, but you can also lose more money if you don't do it properly. There's a lot of different positions. You could buy a call, you could buy a put, you could sell a call, and you could sell a put. But once you're selling options, it gets really risky. That's why I only buy calls because I'm kind of risk adverse a little bit. I'm not on the timing to be too risky. I don't know about what you do personally. I mostly do calls, but there is once in a while when I see something like, oh, it's going down, I'm buying a put. But I am yeah. I'm like but 90% Even calls. buying a put is not as risk adverse. It's not as like... You're saying like with like, so like strategies when you buy like call, put... No, I'm saying in terms of like, if you're very risky, that's when you get into selling calls. Like selling uh, yeah, a call yeah, yeah. and selling a put... Is very risky, yeah, but exact is definitely selling a call because you can lose unlimited amount of money mm. because the stock can always go up. And there's somebody who, who I was reading about who literally lost like hundreds of thousands of dollars on selling a call 
for the main fact that one, they didn't know that the risk was on the I know exactly what you're talking And two, about. they bought a levered fund. Mm-hmm. A levered fund, which seems so attractive. And a lot of these investment gurus push levered funds. Mm. I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm saying the fund is levered. And if it's levered, if it's 2x positive, it is 2x negative. So they'll buy a levered fund and they'll say, oh, yeah, I think the stock is going to go gonna go down, right? So they'll buy a 2x, they'll sell, my fault, so they'll sell a 2x call and the stock will appreciate. Yo, you bought, they, they will buy, they'll buy a position then they'll sell. I mean, they'll sell a position saying that, oh, this this position is gonna go down. Okay, when you sell a call, you're assuming that the position is gonna go down, you're gonna make money. But the stock goes up, and a stock could go up forever. It doesn't have to stop. It literally can go to the moon. It doesn't have to stop. And it's levered. So not only is it going up, it's going up at two, three, maybe even 10x what you thought it was gonna do. Mm. So now you're losing that much more money because you thought that buying a lever position was better. It's not always better. And don't worry if like some of those terms you might not understand. Like mm. if you do, then like you're well on your way. But if not, keep watching these videos. Like we're gonna keep going to death on all these like strategies, different ways to make money and, and it'll make sense. But to just go into that, like I think it's more of a mindset thing. So like you say you need to be informed because there's a higher level of for risk sure, versus sure. the reward. I think the same way, like, you say, like, oh, like, Kyrie's injured, like, the Nets aren't going to play as well today, or, like, mm-hmm. for the Clippers, Beast team, it's like, you you know, maybe, well, Kawhi's been playing, he, he doesn't get hurt because he's a robot, but, like, if you're, like, <laughs> oh, Kawhi, Kawhi, if you're, like, Kawhi's out today, that's their best mm-hmm. player, they're probably not going to perform as well, that's literally the same exact thing as, like, some news coming out about a stock and be like, oh, this happened, then they probably won't perform as well. It's, it's all a mindset. So, like, we've been, like, I don't want to say, like, I mean, most people get their entertainment for sports. It makes sense. Like, it's very entertaining to watch. And mm. so we're well-informed of what's going on in the sports world. Like, like oh, Tom Brady leaves the Patriots, things like that. But mm. it, if you just shift that mindset ever so slightly and, like, you know a little bit more about what's going on financially, then you can make money as a result. So you shift like your mindset from entertainment to like current events about the world. You can make money as a result. Yeah, and it just comes into like I'm pretty sure if you with the stuff, with even with the shoes or say with sports, you're probably very invested into that aspect because it's cool to you. But if you really want to get started into stocks, it gotta be cool to you. You gotta follow stock pages. You gotta start following publications that are pushing information that's going to be beneficial to you wanting to make money in the stock market. I say it all the time. Start reading the Wall Street Journal. Start reading CNBC. Start reading MarketWatch. Start reading books that are going to help you. I'm not saying you read books on shoe reselling. I'm not even sure if there's books on that. But the premise is just the fact that, yo, just get into it. We want to get money. We got you. We want to get money, too. That's why we do what we do. And it's just trying to learn and understand. But hold on, I want to take this time because I never say it. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like the YouTube channel. Come tidy up watching the video and not liking and subscribing. Like, what's good? Like, we, we, we just trying to put out information that we feel like is beneficial to people out there who's getting money and like to get money. Nah, definitely. And like I said already, get your money up, not your funny up, right? You want to stay informed, be the smartest person in the room. Have that confidence that you know what you're talking about whenever you say anything. For sure. And then because you know what you're talking about, you making money too. There's never been a more powerful time in the history of history to make money off of knowledge. 
John sure. John Smith back in the day could have been the smartest man in the world, but he didn't have the resources to be able yeah, to do yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Now with online resources, information at our fingertips, platforms like Robinhood being so user friendly that anyone could do it. Second, you turn eighteen, like the ability to make money is is it's unprecedented. And so, like I was saying, we live in unprecedented times, and therefore it's an unprecedented time to make to get this bread. Yeah, sure. And uh, one question I feel like most people ask all the time is like, how do you find a certain stock? How do you how do you know what to do? And that's really I feel like for the process is different for each person, so it's kind of hard to explain specifically to say like how to find a specific stock. But there's certain strategies that are universal and how to find it. And it, I feel like it just comes down to research, like you said the whole time. It just comes down to putting in that work, spending that time actually looking for a position, looking for why that position will work. And the more research you do, the better off you'll be. You agree? Nah, definitely, yeah. There's a bunch of different strategies. I, myself, just because I've like done it for about a year now, I feel like I've crafted my own strategy, but it's only been a year. Mm-hmm. Like That might seem like a long time, but in the long run, like oh, a year is nothing compared to like the amount of time that so many people have been... So many people at these like big institutions have been trading on a daily basis. Like, like I was saying before, we live in a time where you could get into it right now today and in three months, be at a completely different position than you are now. You can know so much more about the markets, how it works, that you're starting to craft your own strategy. For sure, and so, for like, sure. for, for me specifically, I'll look at, like, the amount of options volume, like, specifically for options contract. First, I'll look at what's going on in the news. Maybe, like, this company has an earnings report tomorrow. Now I want to know more. I'm reading about what's going on. I'm like, yo, like, oh, Logitech has earnings tomorrow? Mm. Oh, now I'm using my own. I was like, but everyone's been using Zoom. A lot of more people have been buying cameras. Let me let me buy let me option contracts. See what's yeah, going sure. on. And then, it, it's sometimes it's that simple. Logitech killed their earnings. So like, everyone has their own strategy. But like, it's only been a year for me, and I've already crafted what I believe is somewhat of a successful strategy. So like, I know definitely anyone watching this can too. Yeah, and you know, it just really comes down to like we said, just just getting to it. But um, I want to get into like. On the, the stock trading, I know a lot of people... Uh, it was one question somebody had asked me. Damn, how did I forget the question? Oh, no. What was it about? But it was like in terms of stock trading, the question... It was like... The question was like very specific in terms of... Because they were basically telling me like a return somebody else got. And it was like... How do you get that return? Or It was along the lines of, is it possible? Because... Dang. You're talking about... 38k from no no it was, it was somebody who made like a ridiculous amount of money off of but it was like one of their friends it was like oh, this person made this amount of money in the stock market and my premise off of that was there's gonna be people oh i remember what i was gonna say there's gonna be there's gonna be people in the stock market who are going to make more money and you have to realize that each person's process is different each person's learning is different so if you're starting today and somebody is two years in you can't expect to make that the same return they're gonna make, cause you were you don't have that experience. So I feel like people just beat themselves up all the time in the stock market. Like, how is it that I'm making this amount of money? This person's making that. First one, and just overall, take stocks out the picture and business in general. It's bad to have that mindset. Don't have a mindset of saying like, oh, this person is doing this. Why am I not doing that? Cause your process is different. Just understand that. That person has been spending two years doing it. You've only been spending two days. Like, just 
everybody's process is different. Just make sure you can optimize your process as best as possible by doing what you have to do. But never, please, 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 especially with stocks, don't compare yourself to the next person. Just follow your one journey and understand Chris gets crazy returns. I don't get the returns he gets because he's a beast. But I don't ever say like, oh my God, why is Chris doing this and I'm not getting that? Because I understand that we're two different people. This guy's a beast. I'm still learning to, to a certain degree. So I got to be confident in myself and say, like, listen, I'm going to just do what I have to do to optimize my own journey. And Chris is still going to keep getting his returns because he's like that. And just to go off that, though, while you do bring up many valid points, and that that's true to any area of life, mm-hmm. like you, you shouldn't play the compare game. For sure. Competition is a, is a, a great thing out in our atmosphere. You want to be competitive. You want to be maybe the best at whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. But comparing and then consequently feeling down on yourself is never a winning strategy Mm. i will say though that trading is the one unique thing that you can do in this world where time isn't linear so like just because someone's been trading for 20 years doesn't always mean they're like the best you could get into it and have trades that someone who's been doing it for basically the time frame it's not a linear this is how you will like how you will progress progress sure 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 so, I mean, although this is how most things go, there is an opportunity for you to be like, oh, I think this is going to happen. Let me make a trade. There's, maybe you lose a couple times, mm-hmm. but there's one day where, like, y- you weren't just right. Like, mm-hmm. you were just way beyond the numbers. Like, the stock absolutely flies. Like, Kodak the other day absolutely skyrocketed. If you had a, a couple yeah, that's dollars. That's a tough prediction if you made that That's a one. tough prediction. That's a tough predi- but if you were there, you would had enough wins to erase all your losses prior to you. So, sure, like, sure. it's not exactly linear, but you do bring up a good point. You should never compare yourself to someone else who's honestly just trying to do the same thing you're doing, just slightly more ahead with respect to time. Yeah. I mean, just to summarize, you know, we kind of touched on a lot of things, but just if we were to put it into perspective, options trading is very difficult, but just understand, simple. If you think the stock is going up, you buy a call. You think the stock is going down, you buy a put. That's very simple. Start there. We're going to cover more advanced strategy in the future. And also, I want to take the time to touch on, don't worry, we got you. We're going to get back into the interview soon. You know, what's going on right now, it's been kind of a little difficult trying to finesse certain things. And it's a little bit more logistical things we got to do. But, you know, we really, we're very invested in the platform, very invested in spreading financial information because we love financial information. You know, people out there love financial information too. So just stay in tune. We got the interviews coming. We got the heat coming. And just, just stay tapped in. Subscribe to the channel for sure.